0: This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. Darcy Kemper dinged up at practice again, his status uncertain. The team could see several players return from injury in the coming days, And Bailey Johnson from the Washington Post will join us. Good morning, everybody. Today is Thursday, November 16th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Today is a full day away from the rink for the Capitals, a scheduled day off with a practice set for tomorrow before Saturday's game with Columbus. There will be a lot to watch for tomorrow regarding who is able and who won't be able to play on Saturday. It would seem that Anthony Mantha is set to come back on Saturday night after scoring two goals against Florida last Wednesday, but then taking a shot... In the left ear that ruptured his eardrum he said yesterday he lost hearing in that ear for six days but it's starting to come back now and he should be in the lineup against the blue jackets on defense both trevor van Reemsdyke and joel edmondson could be ready to go this weekend but darcy kemper during a short ice drill yesterday at practice appeared to block a lower body shot in an area without padding he struggled to get to the bench, limp to the room, and no update of substance from head coach Spencer Carberry yet on his status. We'll see if he's able to get on the ice tomorrow for practice. If he's unable to go, look for another recall of Hunter Shepard from Hershey. Today on the show, Bailey Johnson from The Post is back with us on the win over Vegas. The run the team is on right now. A look ahead to Saturday's game against Columbus and the rest of the homestand, which could put the Caps in a very nice position heading into Thanksgiving. Well, Bailey, thanks for joining us here. This has been a fun little stretch of hockey over the last few weeks for a team that won one game in the first five and was sitting 31st in the league, now ninth in the league after their win on Tuesday over Vegas, the defending champs. It's not always been pretty, but they're winning games, and it's been fun to watch.
1: Yeah, it's been pretty incredible to watch, especially with the way they started, like you said, in those first five games. I mean, I looked down last night and realized they'd won seven of their last nine, and it kind of like hits you over the head. You're like, what are you talking about? They've won seven of nine? And it hasn't been an easy stretch as far as the teams they've been playing. I mean, obviously, the Vegas win is huge against the defending champions, but the Devils are a good team, even though they're missing a couple guys right now. The Islanders have been threatening at times this year and beat the Capitals 3-0 in their own building just a week before they went out on the Island. And one. It's maybe not super sustainable in some of the ways they're doing it as far as the defensive efforts they're getting and the number of shots they're blocking the way Charlie lidgren has been playing in goal. He obviously has a history of going on these sort of hot streaks where he's really locked in for a while, but if he played like that all year, that's probably unlikely. But at the same time, they're not getting anything from their power play right now. The top line still isn't totally going, so there are some pieces where you look at it and say, okay, maybe how it's working right now isn't sustainable, but there are things that could come together that will let them keep this run going, even as some things change up.
0: In <laughs> talking about Charlie and yeah if it were sustainable over the course of a season he's the Vesna winner probably <laughs> unanimously what he's been able to do here over this stretch and given Darcy Kemper's again uncertain status he leaves practice early takes a shot somewhere and it was kind of vagueness now an off day so as we get toward the weekend maybe we'll know more but right now the bet is that Charlie's probably gonna be the guy against Columbus again
1: that is the bet and he, he said last night or Tuesday night that he's super locked in and feels like he's you know playing really well right now obviously he is we've seen that he got at the start in the first game of the year after Darcy's wife had their baby, and they struggled that night just like the whole team did in that 4 0 loss to Pittsburgh. But in his three starts since then, he's been really excellent. They beat Columbus in a tight game, New Jersey was tight. Vegas was tight and he just keeps coming up with the saves. I mean, he made so many breakaway stops against Vegas, stopped so many plays where you look down and you're like, oh, that's definitely a goal. And it wasn't because Charlie Lindgren was there every time and he's getting, like I said earlier, a lot of help from his defensemen and guys blocking shots or as Tarek would say, guys getting struck by pucks (laughs) 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 to draw the distinction there. But yeah, Charlie Lindgren's obviously playing really, really well right now. He's feeling really good and that carries over to the team too. You can tell they feel confident when they're playing in front of him and that's huge for them.
0: On the subject of guys getting struck by pucks, down three defense And that's where this has been, but as we trend toward the weekend, thoughts that Joel Edmondson might make an appearance, Trevor Van Riemsdyk getting closer, when we get to the skate, Friday morning and practice will probably have a better idea according to the head coach but this team really hasn't been healthy on the back end making it I guess more remarkable that we're sitting here talking about a team that hasn't given up much penalty kill or five on five early over the last few weeks.
1: It really is remarkable. I mean they're without Martin Farivari right now who was kind of the bridge that was getting them through not having Trevor Van Riemsdyk over the last week or so. Then they lose him in New Jersey. Lucas Johansson steps up against the Islanders and plays a really good game. Was pretty good again against Vegas. Their third pair against Vegas was Alex Alexiev. Dylan McElrath, which I'm not sure any of us thought was an NHL defensive pairing we would see this year, and they didn't play a lot, but the other guys stepped up and carried the load there. Getting Edmondson back, Van Riemsdijk back, will obviously be huge to add some experience on the back end and some guys that have played a lot of games. Edmondson, I think, could go in Saturday, might take a little bit longer because they want him to get some practices in because he really hasn't practiced since training camp other than this last week or so now that he's been coming back, but it's kind of unbelievable what they've done with the defensemen they've had over the last couple weeks.
0: Not that they weren't winning before, when you're 7-1-1, one and one, but over the course of the last three games, winning them all, Nick Dowd comes back. Nick LaSalle, Bell comes up from Hershey. In fact, Malenstein suddenly has two goals since Friday. The fourth line is contributing. They had six points on the road trip, came back. Malenstein with a goal in the third period against Vegas. They're humming right now.
1: They really are. As Nick Dowd would say, two of the three are humming, and one of them is <laughs> just trying to get through the day. He's been really funny and self-deprecating since he came back and knows that his wingers are certainly helping him out. But the speed of BayQ Bell and Malenstein really stands out. Dowd didn't even have a very very good night in the face-off circle the other night, which is something you normally think of as his strong suit. I think he went 2 of 14 against Vegas, which is kind of stunning, and it's even more stunning that I didn't really notice that watching the game, because the fourth line still found a way to be effective despite that, which I think is even more impressive, and obviously Malenstein scores that goal at the end, showing off some hands that I don't know how many people here thought he had, so they're really, really clicking well right now. So,
0: special teams, we'll start with a good part. The penalty kill has been nothing short of outstanding, and with new parts being integrated this year, some old parts and holdovers like Kuznetsov and Wilson, a couple of shorthanded goals. One of the true strengths of this team, even when there is a power play against, you face Jersey twice, number one in the league, and they had Hughes and he's Shear the first time around, so they still got him then. This is a big strength of this team is they're not giving up anything right now on the PK. I
1: think it's 20 straight penalty kills they have, going back to, I want to say, when they played the Wild a couple weeks ago. And the penalty kill really struggled in the beginning of the year. They were giving up one or two a night. The one that really stands out to me is the one against Vegas right after the Capitals' major power play expired. That's a moment where when the team that just had the major takes a penalty, everyone in the building knows that the other team's power play is about to have the best power play they've ever had because they're going to feel really motivated to build on the momentum from that five minute kill. And they really didn't get a whole lot on that power play. The penalty kill was locked in again. And that was another moment where you see them and you're like, wow, okay, they've really are locked in right now and are really playing well.
0: And the power play, yeah, not very good. It's been in single digits for a while, only three goals all season, 0 for 20, 21, whatever it is at this point, and just having trouble, even with different looks. And we saw a lot of different pieces in the Vegas game. It wasn't able to come through even on the the match penalty on Cotter. But the hope is keep trying, and one of these days it's going to break through, and hopefully when it does, it's able to produce at a pretty prolific rate.
1: I think a little bit of his bounces. I think they're one of the teams that has struggled the most as far as their actual goals versus their expected. So they are definitely missing a couple bounces, but it's kind of started to look worse and worse, less like, okay, they're getting the bounces and it's going to start to go in. It didn't even feel like against Vegas they had a lot of chances that should have been goals. Connor Michael probably had the best one coming down the slot on that match penalty, but the rest, they didn't really create a lot. Carberry mixed up the personnel. He talked about how they're still trying to break some of the old habits. I mean, the top power play here has been together for 10 years. So they've switched up the personnel and are trying to break some of those habits that those guys are really entrenched in to get them to do some different things and not just be looking for number eight in the left circle. And part of mixing up the personnel is to kind of ta- immediately take away those options and say, if you're not going to break them yourself, we're not even going to give you the option of going to them. But they're obviously really, really struggling there right now, and it doesn't seem like they're building any traction on there at this point, which is even more concerning.
0: Last one for you, and this is just kind of a peer over the horizon. There's three more games on the home stand until this team is on the road. A bunch, gritty, really up to all the way to Christmas. You've got a game against Columbus right now, last team in the Metropolitan. You've got a game against Buffalo. They lose Tage Thompson sounds like for a while. You've got Edmonton who defines trash fire right now with what's going on there. Change in coach. We'll see what that brings. They still have McDavid and Drysaddle, but you can see at least a path taking you up to the road trip where if you can win a few more games, even two of these next three, you're right at the top of the Metropolitan Division at U.S. Thanksgiving, and I don't think I would have thought that October 15th, and here they are just finding ways to win, and now a chance for maybe some winnable games here at home.
1: Yeah, I don't think I would have thought that either, and this is obviously really important important stretch even if the way they're winning isn't the most sustainable they need to stack up the points while they can because it's going to get a lot tougher from here both with the teams they're playing how many games they're going to play in a short amount of time they've had a really light schedule so far to start the year I mean they keep having these three-day gaps between games and playing only once or twice a week which is a huge benefit to them right now as they settle into Spencer Carberry's system but it's going to go the other way on them in the second half of the year when they're playing basically every other night for two and a half months straight so it's really important that they pick up the points where they can right now and kind of give themselves a buffer for when it gets tough. Offer.
0: Well, Bailey's going to get tougher. Get out the big suitcase here in about another week, but thanks for joining us this morning. Appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me. Always appreciate
0: Bailey's insights with us here on the show, and a reminder the Tariq El-Bashir, now a regular first intermission contributor for us on the game broadcast. Catch him with me after one again on Saturday as the Caps... Play host to Columbus. It's the Caps and a Columbus Blue Jackets Saturday at 7 30, 7 airtime on 1067 The Fan, and always right here at Caps Radio 247. Heard for free at CapsRadio247.com. Have a great Thursday, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. That's-